0: CHAPTER Thirty Seven OF THE STORY OF JOHN WESLEY, TOLD TO BOYS AND GIRLS. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION, OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY GREG GIORDANO THE STORY OF JOHN WESLEY told to boys and girls by mary ann curlew chapter thirty seven you who live in beverly will be glad to hear that mr wesley did not pass by your dear little town indeed there is a house in norwood where he most probably stayed and certainly visited the home of mr and mrs barton you shall see an exact copy of a letter he wrote to these friends it has never been printed before so you are the first of the public to see it it is addressed thus mrs jane barton in norwood beverly yorkshire and this is the letter london november thirteenth seventeen seventy eight my dear sister i am glad sister crosby has been at beverly and that you had an opportunity of hearing her she is useful wherever she goes particularly in exciting believers to go on to perfection there is frequently something very mysterious in our ways of divine providence a little of them we may understand but much more is beyond our comprehension and we must be content to say what thou lost i know not now but i shall know hereafter at present It is sufficient for us to know that all his ways are merry in truth to those that love him. Even in these troublesome times, there is a very considerable increase of the work of God. Cling to him with your whole heart. By your will have more and more reason to praise him. I am, my dear Jenny, your affectionate brother, J. Wesley you must not make a mistake and think that mr wesley was mrs jenny barton's brother really but it was the custom among the methodists for the members of society to address each other as brother so-and-so and and sister so-and-so meaning that they were brothers and sisters and having the same heavenly father and loving the same saviour john wesley preached in a meeting-house in wood lane which you can still see it has now turned into cottages and we may be quite sure that the boys and girls who lived in beverly then heard his loving words and received his blessing he once spent two days of his birthday month in your quaint old town the sun june stole through the stained windows of the beautiful minster and looked into the jackdaws nests on st mary's tower there is a funny story told of this last visit "'which he paid only a few months before his death. "'He was going to preach in Hull again, "'and forty friends from that town had come over to see him. "'They were all to have dinner together in the Red Roofed Inn, "'where he was staying, and then drive back with him to Hull. "'Everybody was very merry, and they laughed and talked so much "'that they quite forgot all about the time. "'Suddenly Mr. Wesley looked at his watch,' then jumped up from the dinner-table, shouted good-bye to his friends, stepped into his carriage, which had been waiting some time for him at the door, and was off before his astonished friends could say a word. Their horses and carriages were got ready with all speed, but it was only by driving very fast that they managed to overtake Mr. Wesley before he rode into Hull. Punctuality was one of Mr. Wesley's strongest points. He could never bear to be a minute behind time. Once, when his carriage did not come punctually, he was heard to say, I have lost ten minutes forever. End of chapter 37. Recording by Greg Giordano. Newport Ritchie, Florida.